All right, folks, I am here with the one and only Chrissy Marie, inner child alchemist, one of my favorite people to follow on social media. All the links are in the description. Go follow her, check out her stuff. It's amazing. Chrissy, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share your story. And uh, yeah, if you don't mind, go ahead and take it away and let us know how you how you got to this place, this place where you started to discover your inner child and play and all these beautiful things that you surround yourself with. Oh, thank you for having me on. Very exciting. Uh, so I was born in, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is kind of where it starts and it's not, um, quick. I'll just give you a little bit of my childhood context. I'm the oldest of five kids and grew up in a Catholic household. Um, so raised religious, raised as the oldest. I'm a Capricorn for those of you who follow astrology. I'm actually not a huge astrology person, so I like to just use it more at like tongue in cheek, but, um, yeah, true to form. I have always had a kink for curiosity and for knowledge and for growing. I was very uh, drawn to nature as a child. I think as most kids naturally are, um, but I maintained that throughout throughout the years. I've always had a, a deep, deep affinity for being outside and the natural world. And, and I felt as I got older, um, that nature became more and more of my church. I started to move away from, from religion when I went to college. Um, but I also, part of my upbringing was some um, physical, emotional trauma. And I grew up, as many of us do, I think, in households where emotions, especially like high sensational emotions, like rage and sadness and and just like the nuance of growing up and trying to individuate and become your own person um, it wasn't always danced with gracefully by caregivers and so my experience growing up with those heavier emotions was that they weren't safe to feel that they often led to manipulation or disconnection or just deep physiological discomfort. Um, and I want to say that the thing, when people ask me, they're like, what, what's something you never change about yourself? I always say curiosity. I don't know if you've ever done uh, the icebreaker exercise when you're in a circle of people, like in a new school or like a leadership thing. And they're like, tell us your name and give us an adjective with a word that starts with the same letter as your name, right? And you've got to like match it up. <laughs> I always, always, always said curious Chrissy. That was always my thing. I'm like curious Chrissy. And curiosity has been my North star like through the, through the trauma, through the growing pains, through breaking away from a lot of like the cultural and religious conditioning of my youth. And when I got to high school, I took a, a psychology class my senior year and I started to learn about the brain. And I was so fascinated by how we work. <laughs> Just like, I, was, I was always in the question of how can we, how can we bridge gaps in communication, in personal connection and in intimacy? Because I always felt like there's a better way to communicate and there's a better way to connect than the ones that my parents learned when they were kids. I just didn't have it because it wasn't modeled. 
Um, but I'd see it. I'd see it in other people. I'd see it in movies, right? And I'd wonder like, why are those people that way? And why was my experience so different? And so when I was um, 17, I went off to college and I started, it was actually my first year living outside of my parents' house. I was living um, in Boston, Massachusetts, and I started exploring different theologies. I started to take a minor in philosophy. I started looking at the world from different angles and just getting super curious about like why people think the way they do. What are different schools of thought? Like what are other perspectives of this box that we sometimes we feel like we're living in, like trying to step outside the box and look at it from all these different angles. And that was really my that was really my initial catalyst was leaving home and going to college and just being around much more diversity of experience, um, learning how to ask critical questions, learning how to debate. I joined a debate team. So I, uh, one of the things that I, I always knew about myself, and I don't know what to attribute this to, Owen, but um, I just always knew that I had to get outside of my comfort zone in order to grow. That was never like consciously instilled in me by anybody in particular, but like somewhere along the way it was nurtured. And so even though I am more of an introvert than I am an extrovert, I signed up for all these leadership courses and I would volunteer for things that like parts of me did not want to volunteer for. Cause I was like, nah, screw that. Like I would much rather live a private quiet life where, you know, nobody can trigger my discomfort but I threw myself into these different experiences, including the debate team. Um, and all of the, like those, those were huge catalysts. I don't have one watershed moment where I was like, this happened. And then all of a sudden my consciousness like broke open. It was, <laughs> and just this flood of awareness hit. It was all of these, like, I have so many little stories um, of just moments where a paradigm shifts in these classes, in these leadership experiences, where I realized, like, wow, <laughs> um, I, I am so terrified of myself and the depth of who I am. And yet that's where all the aliveness is. That's where all the insight is. That's where all my creativity lies. I did have a sense of that as a younger person. I was one of those really, I had like a very emo punk rock phase, dated a lot of guys in bands. Um, and one of the things that I loved, like this is such a, this is such a cliche, uh, such a genre cliche, but I would always like in after breakups, part of me would be so thrilled because I was like, whoa, there's so much poetry here. There's so much aliveness in this sorrow, in this pain. And so I had this deep sense that like pain and discomfort had a lot of magic in it. And that, that knowing that little, little like nudge of truth for me just kept inching me into these really uncomfortable experiences in my early twenties. I worked in group homes with people who had profound cognitive, you know, disabilities, um, lots of dysregulation. I ended up going into social work and getting a master's in social work. And I was working as a, an enhanced outpatient provider with children who were at risk of hospitalization for behavioral dysregulation and aggression. And, and I'd go in there and I'd, um, parts of me would get triggered. 
I'd be like, wow, some of this is reminding me of my own childhood. And who am I to be in these spaces, supporting these parents and supporting these kids when I'm really not that far removed from these situations at all? Um, but I stayed the course. My mantra throughout those moments was my process is the medicine. So me staying in process with all of that and just allowing myself to be human and showing up humbly in these situations is what I found to be most impactful. And then some of the bigger shifts for me, like how I got here, I'm now working for myself. It's been three years. I've left agency work. I've left the system. I've been a solo printer now um, with no business experience, just really learning as I go. Um, I joined, I started paying for a, a personal development membership where I it was like 70 bucks a month. And I was like, holy shit, that's so much money. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I can't. But, but the thing in the email that came through was like, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. And, and I was just such big talk about self-awareness, self-awareness. I was like a personal development junkie, reading all the books, doing all the journaling things, watching all the YouTube influencers, but I wasn't paying for much of it at all. And I thought, you know what, let me, let me put this down. Let me let me make a financial commitment to myself. And it introduced me to a community of people I just didn't know existed. Um, I came, I was very codependent in my friendships. I was the savior in the drama triangle. I was like the one that everybody came to for support and advice. And, and I was also very much a lone wolf because I didn't trust that anybody could hold me. I was like, I'm the holder but I'm way too intense to be held. Nobody's gonna be able to handle that. And this membership really started to dissolve all of those beliefs and provide me with containers uh, where I could experience intimacy and allow myself to be seen like really raw in my intensity. Um, and it was very uncomfortable, but it was those moments that saying yes to that membership and then saying yes to consecutive leadership embodiment workshops, um, plant medicine, just things that really threw me into the deep end was pivotal. Um, and the biggest shift happened when I started doing inner child work and I started talking and communicating with my younger self and asking her what she needed to hear from me and asking her what she wanted me to put first in life, asking her what she was excited about, what she was curious about. And very slowly, I started painting more, singing and dancing more. I started bringing that work into social work where I would share with the mothers and fathers I worked with some exercises that would connect them to their childhood and help them get curious about the way they were parented and how they wish they were parented and how it was impacting their parenting. And it, for, the, for the parents that had access to those conversations, it was, it was pivotal. And I, and I just, I just thought I want to do this full time. I want to do this inner child work full time. <laughs> so I hired a coach. Uh, I started transitioning from, from the work I was doing. It took about a year, year and a half, had like a little three month safety net jumped. Uh, and, and I've been okay. <laughs> it's been, I mean, this is like such a tiny synopsis. It's been a wild roller coaster. Um, I don't regret any of it. Now I get to work with just the most incredible, beautiful people. 
I get to, to do and offer all of the things that I find to be the most impactful, helping people connect to their childlike essence, redefine what it means to play. Um, oh, it's just beautiful, beautiful work. <laughs> and there's so much I could say about that, but I'll leave it here and see if you have any questions. <laughs> no, that's, that's fantastic. That, I love it too. I think it's like such a beautiful exploration and I love the, you know, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to hear a lot of different people's stories. And I love to hear, you know, the sort of incremental growth story, you know, because so many people, it's like, well, all of a sudden my Kundalini awoke and I was freaking, you know, 16 universes inside. It's like, that doesn't happen to everybody, you know, like people have different experiences. For me, it was bone crushing depression, you know, and I don't wish that on anybody. And I don't think it has to be that way. You know, some people think it does like, it's like, well, you have to, you know, hit the dark night of the soul and you know, all of that, but everyone's going to have their own individual experience. And I love that yours, you know, is kind of a contrast, I guess, to a lot of the ones that I've heard because of that incremental you know, uh, you just following your curiosity, which is beautiful to me. Like that's the thing that leads to passion, to purpose, to fulfillment. Right. Like, and, and I think that's beautiful that that's, that's that word. And you, how lucky that you, uh, you are, you have a C name, you know, that you can, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that you could be, you know, curious Chrissy, <clears throat> cause I feel the same way. Right. Like, uh, I, without that curiosity, without following that, I certainly wouldn't be on the path that I'm on. So um, I want to encourage everybody, you know, to ask themselves and maybe you could give us just a, a, a tip or an exercise to kind of wrap this little segment up, uh, you know, of, of how people could begin that a little bit of that work, like how, how to dig into that inner child a little bit. Mm, I'll give a very, very simple exercise something that I did organically throughout the years. And I realized like, wow, this is kind of profound um, <laughs> is just taking things that are very ordinary and sitting with them intentionally for five minutes and looking at them as if you were an alien that just landed on this planet and you have no idea what it is. So uh, let's see. Um, I've got this rock, which actually doesn't feel very ordinary. It's a crystal and it's the coolest. It's this like prismatic quartz thing, but like taking something like this or a rock from your backyard, maybe putting it underwater because rocks look super cool when they're wet and just staring at it. Like, what is this thing? As if you had no idea and just allowing yourself to feel it with whatever senses you have access to like touch, sight, smell, taste, if it's not too dirty. <laughs> Um, and just, just allowing yourself to get immersed in the wonder of it. You can do this with your name even. Sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll say my name over and over and over until it doesn't make sense anymore. And I'm just like, what is my name? Like how to, what is, you know, like, <laughs> why do, why are we called the way we're called? And just start asking questions and looking at things from a beginner's, this like childlike mind, a little game I like to play too, if you like games is just take a walk somewhere that where you can access, if you can access walking or just stare out your window and pretend like you've never looked outside before and just start to get curious about everything you notice. Um, you know, that there's that phrase, like the devil's in the details. I say God's in the details. Like you look close enough and you, and you start to just get like, whoa, holy shit. Like, <laughs> wow, what is here? 
<laughs> I love that. That's such a good little refla- reframe flip, you know, God's in the details. Like, let's yeah. look at this. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm just going to go around and start licking pretty much whatever <laughs> light switches, you know, <laughs> I release myself from all responsibility. <laughs> this is not medical advice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But no, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. And I encourage uh, everybody give that a try. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and like I said, um, you know, um, go and, and try to look at things from that fresh perspective, from basically first principles. What is this thing? I love that. And I want to encourage everybody to, uh, to follow Chrissy. I'll put, like I said, all the links below and we're going to do another little segment. So follow on Rockfin or Patreon. Uh, we're going to go just a little bit deeper, uh, and, uh, and, and, and yeah, I'm excited and, and I'm really honored and, and privileged and, and grateful for you to share some time today. Cause I, like I said, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of your work and I love what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you.